Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. Um, if you're if if you're hearing that small group talk and you know you heard about vulnerability and adding something else to your schedule and it, and maybe maybe it made you feel stressed out. I heard Caleb was talking to somebody before church about small group, and he's like, oh, yeah, Caleb, right, add one more thing to my life, right? And I laugh because I live the same life this guy does. He has a bunch of kids, and he works full time, and it's true. You know, sometimes we get stressed out even in church, so don't let small groups stress you out. I really think that it's like a good thing, but just because it's a good thing, don't let the stress of the idea of going to a small group take away from um, what God might have for you in your life. Uh, we are doing a message series called Stressed Out, called Finding Peace in Chaos, and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to talk, and I have a friend who's going to share a little bit, but God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love, God. I know that across this country and this world, the anxiety, stress is an issue, Lord, but I believe you died, and you, you live again, and you overcame everything, God. You overcome everything. So I just pray your word would be spoken clearly. I pray your grace would be here, and I pray your spirit would take full control in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know some of you are all stressed out just because I saw you when you walked in today, you know, and that's okay. You look great. But stress, and go back because last week we introduced it, stress is a state of pain or it's like this sense of loss or danger or need. And so stress is something that we, we encounter and and. And it messes with us. We can feel desperate. We can feel like we're missing something. We can feel like we're, we're going through something. For instance, when I saw that paper that David passed out, and I saw that Netflix was spelled Nutflix, I was stressed out. I was like, David, what are you doing? What is Netflix? And I don't mean to steal your thunder. But I, and he said, no, I did that on purpose. And, but there was a moment of anxiety and of stress in my life. I was like, he just passed that out with said Nutflix on it. Out of all the words to put out there, Nutflix, really that people are never coming back, but there's a state of desperate need. And uh, we can all encounter that. We can all go through that. We went through a couple of statistics. One of them, like 77% of people in our country, they are experiencing stress. They're stressed out, some kind of symptom. And in fact, it's not on there, but I read, and it was on the internet, so it's true, is that millennials, they are the most stressed out generation. Like out of all the generations out there, the young people are feel, younger people are feeling it the most, and it's just crazy, and I think that God has an answer for that, and I just, um, you know, I want to look at that. I want to talk about it. I want to see what God can do. On the back of your paper, we won't start with the scripture. I just want to talk about three ways stress can impact you. So it's on the back, and um, you see the words mentally, emotionally, and physically, for mentally, stress will impact your mind. You guys know that, right? Like, you will get stressed out. Some of you, you, you feel that worse than others. You get these racing thoughts. 
you stay up late at night or you can't sleep and it impacts your mind. Some of you impacts your emotions. You feel like super anxious and, and, and you get anxiety in some sense. I was watching an interview with somebody and he was saying, you know, people say they have anxiety, but they don't really have anxiety. They don't really know what it is. But some of you do. Like you literally suffer from anxiety. You get nauseous, you throw up, you panic, you have these things happen emotionally. Then you can get physical symptoms of stress where you get like the stress that you're under, even though it's nothing is touching you physically, your body starts to break down and it starts to just, just fail you. Now, for me, I, deal, I, I go through stress just like you guys. Now, I'm going to be honest. When I look at those things mentally and emotionally and physically, like I don't get stressed out emotionally. Like very rarely. Why? Because, you know, I don't get super high. I don't get super low. That's the way God made me. Like, I just kind of roll with it. It means I'm never super excited, and I'm never super depressed. It's kind of a cool thing, all right? It's kind of good. That's how God built me. Mentally, I don't get stressed out a lot. Like, I don't worry a lot. Like, um, it was so funny. Jonathan and I, we were going through a hurricane a few years ago, and it was a hurricane down in South Florida, and, and all the gas stations were closed, and, like, the yards were flooded, and nobody had gas, and you couldn't go anywhere to get gas. And if you've ever been in that situation, it's a little panicking. But, but for Jonathan and I, it was kind of like an adventure. And so we went and we filled up these plastic 50-gallon drums full of gas, like huge drums full of gas and all these little red gas cans. And we put them all in the back seat of my Ford Contour. And my dad sees us about to leave, and we're about to go save everybody. Like, we're excited. We're having fun. We're going to go give everybody gas. And you know, save the day. And my dad's like, yo, be careful, Chris. And I was like, but what's the worst that could happen? He's like, you could catch on fire. And I was like, yeah, but come on, what's the worst that could happen? And he's like, you could catch on fire. And like, like I wasn't worried. I mean, it, maybe it's because I'm ignorant, maybe because I'm dumb, but I just, I don't, I always think the best. It, the best doesn't always happen. But I never freak out mentally. I never get emotionally down. That's just not how God made me. Now, physically, I can break down because of the way God has built me. Like, I've always at least worked two jobs in my life and usually gone to school at the same time, getting various degrees, master's degrees and above master's and all these things. So work two jobs, have kids, involved in church, and um, I don't feel it in my heart. I don't wake up and be like, eh, I'm stressed. I just feel just like a normal day. But because of that, my body will start to break down. So when we moved here to start this church, you got to imagine. I didn't feel stressed out, but I want you to imagine the stress. We had four kids at that children, and we moved across country to a city that we didn't know. That's stressful. We had to sell our house back in Missouri that, that we, we had to get ready. And like that means we had to paint it, and we had to get it ready, and we had to do all that stuff while taking care of four kids. And then I had to find a new job, and I had to start a new job, and we had to find a new house. And then I'm an introvert where, like, you know what charges me up is not being around people. So you can imagine, like, even though I don't look stressed and I don't really feel it, I know it drains me a little bit being around people. And I had to move somewhere where I knew no one and all of a sudden make a bunch of friends and meet all these people. And even though on the outside I didn't feel it, my body started to break down because that's where I internalize, that's where I get my stress. And so I wound up getting shingles. If you've never had shingles, it's great. You know, it's a really good disease. You feel like fire ants burning you and 
like your leg was dipped in Drano and, and all these great feelings, and it's just a really awesome experience. I highly recommend it. No, it's terrible. Don't ever do that. But because I don't get stressed mentally very much, and because I don't get stressed emotionally, it means that I can kind of do what God has called me to do, and that's just the way God made me. But where do I have to watch is I can push so hard, and it doesn't feel bad that before I realize it, I can go six months sleeping four hours a night and work myself to where my physical body breaks down. You might not be that way. You might feel it in your emotions, and that's okay. That's how God made you. You may feel it in your mind, racing thoughts or, or just this anxious feeling up here, and that's okay. But what, the only thing that's true is that all of us experience this. All of us go through this, and it's really an epidemic in our country right now. And so when you look next to the word um, mentally, because stress affects us mentally, you have to write this down, renew your mind. You have to renew your mind with the word of God. Next to the word emotionally, you have to learn how to move by faith and not feelings. Faith and not feelings. So mentally, you want to renew your mind. Emotionally, move by faith and not feelings. And then physically, you do have to care for your body. You do have a physical body that you have to take care of. And if you treat it like crap, it's going to act like crap. It's going to mess up on you. And so you have to balance all those things. I don't think any of those are more important than the others. But, but that's kind of the framework um, that, that I want you to think of. And so you, you have a list of of, of items here that David, and he's going to talk about this in a second, but all these things really are built around one of those three areas, to help you mentally, to help you emotionally, or to help you physically. And so I want to talk about that, but I want to get down um, to what I think is, is the most important piece, which is the Word of God. So there was some, a scripture on the front side of your paper, and it's out of the message, and it's you can, if you didn't get a paper when you came in, you can raise your hand and somebody will come and give you one. You can follow along. It's out of the book of Romans, chapter 8, one of the best chapters in all of Scripture. Now, this is the message, which means it's a paraphrase, but I like it. it is, I believe it says, says it pretty clearly. It says in verse um, 31, it says, So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? Do you believe that? Do you believe God's on your side? That's renewing your mind. With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of his chosen? You're one of God's chosen. Who would dare to even point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, in the, pre- is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Now you may not believe that, but it is true. It's a reality that's more real than the chair that you're sitting on is that in the presence of God, 
Christ is right there interceding for you, and they translated it sticking up for you. Would your stress be the same if you realized you were one of God's chosen? Would you still be that nervous if you realized that at this moment, in the presence of God, the creator of the universe, Jesus is sticking up for you? That he's interceding, that he's got your back, that not only did he do this thing on the cross 2,000 years ago, but that right now he's interceding, he's, he's sticking up for you. It moves on. It says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. And it goes on to say, none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Man, when you know that, you won't be phased. It says, I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Isn't that a good word? Isn't that a cool translation? Like, I, I read it in all kinds, but it just says it so clearly. And, and that's, why, that's why on that paper, reading the Word, that's renewing your mind. That's renewing your mind, because if your mind is going down the, the, the panic fest of, of thoughts that it can't control and that are racing, sometimes you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. And sometimes when your mind is renewed, you need to move from faith, I mean from feelings, to faith. And I just think that that's beautiful. So let's go through a few points. Number one, and you got to get this or you're going to misunderstand, I think, God's purpose. Number one, God does not promise a stress-free life. He does promise that you can live freely in the midst of stress. See, I've read about it. I've never been to space because it's expensive, but I've read that when you go to space, that one of the things that happens is that your, your spine, your muscles, or, or your, your skeletal system, not your muscles, but your bones, they get weak. And that if the longer you stay up there, you know, because they don't have, that you get weaker because they don't have the normal stress that this planet has. Like right now, even though I'm standing here, I'm under the weight of gravity or the force of gravity and I'm feeling weight and it's causing my bones to be denser and to be stronger. Like that's how we were made. But you go up there in space and, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? I would love to go up there in space and fly around. That just seems like a great thing. Flying seems like fun, right? And if you could go up there in space and you spend a long enough time up there, your bones turn to jelly. Because you weren't designed to live in a stress-free environment. And one of the problems that we have, I think, in our society is that we think the goal is to be stress-free. It is not the goal. Stress-free is not healthy. If it was, lifting weights wouldn't work. 
The reason lifting weights works is you add a little stress and then you get stronger. You add more stress and you get even stronger. The goal is not to be stress-free. It's not just to be a jelly blob. In fact, when you get under stress and you get used to stress, you realize that you get stronger. Now, what do you want to be? Picture, just close your eyes for a second. Picture just your physical body. Do you want to be a jelly blob? Or do you want to be fit and tone? Very few of us want the jelly blob. I, I have a jelly blob right here in my belly. There's a blob right here, just floats around. And it's not super attractive. You know, it's not good. There's no Instagram pictures of this jelly blob going anywhere. But if it was fit and firm, there might be. I mean, I don't know. I haven't used Instagram in a couple months, but I might take one picture if I had a six-pack just to be like, hey, look at this. Just for me, even if I just shared it with my wife. But you never wake up and say, look at this roll of fat right here. Look at this jelly blob. Just take a look at this, baby. But that's what you get from stress-free. God's plan for you is not for you to be stress-free. God's plan is that you can somehow learn to live freely in the midst of stress. And underneath that, you see another thing. It's, it's being stress-free versus being strong and free. And my hope for you, my prayer for you, is that you can learn what it is to be strong and free because I cannot take the stress out of your life. I can't take the stress out of your life. Nobody in this world can take the stress in this life. Take the stress out of your life. You're going to experience bills. They're going to be due. Whenever you're, my bills are due on the 6th. I don't like that day. It's evil. 666. That's the devil's day. But all my bills come due on the 6th. And there's nothing good about the 6th because every month that's when my bills are due. I can't stop that. I can stop how I react to that. I can stop how I prepare and how I live my life to be ready for that day. But never can I get rid of the stress. But we want you to be strong, and God really does want you to be free. I would love to see a strong church because one of the things that I want you to see is that the first church, they did not have it easy, but they did have strength. Number two, um, stress comes from looking at the loss in your life. Strength comes from looking at the cross of Christ. See, when you start thinking about all that you don't have, all that went wrong, and you start meditating on that, you can work yourself up into this anxious state. You can sit there and you could focus over and over again of all the things that you wish would have happened, of all the things that you wish could have been. And you think of all the songs, and for some reason country songs are coming to mind, so many that, that I can't even say out loud the lyrics, but you think of all the songs that talk about over and over again, of dwelling on the past, of, of thinking about a mistake, of thinking about what could have been. Your mind and your emotions and your body are tied together. And if they are not all aligned, you're going to mess yourself up. And so you need to learn how to be strong. And when you find yourself thinking about all of all that's gone wrong or could have gone wrong or didn't go as right as you wanted it to go, start thinking about the cross. Start thinking about God loves me. He died for me at my worst. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. God loves me, the creator of the universe. Sometimes you can renew your mind 
and that'll help take your heart into another place. The next point on there, and this comes right out of that scripture, is don't give earthly or demonic beings the control over your life that belongs to God. Some of you are stressed out because you are, you are allowing other people. I, I doubt, I strongly doubt that anybody in here is listening to any demons. If you are, we could talk about it. But some of you do listen to other people. You let other people's expectations lead you. You let what other people think guide you. You are more concerned about what other people are going to think about something than you are about what God thinks about something. And you will never, never, never find peace in other people because people are wishy-washy. One day they like that, and one day they don't like it. One day they love you, and the next day they don't. One day this makes them happy, the next day that is the worst thing ever. And when you try to make other people happy and, and you give them control over yourself, well, then they're gonna, the control over you, then they're going to have control over your emotions. They're going to have control over your thoughts. Some of you were hurt by somebody in the past, and by holding on to that, they still have control over your mind. They may have done something to you physically, but the power they have now is over your mind. And until you release that and forgive and let it go, the control that was supposed to belong to God, you've given to somebody else. You're not living in the freedom that God has for you. Don't do that. Like, that is bad. That, that, that will mess you up. Like, God wants you to be free. And really, true freedom comes in Christ. So, so, so throughout these series, and David's going to come up and talk in a, in a few seconds. We're going to give him about five or six minutes. He's going to come and share. Now, the reason I'm having David come and share is not just because I didn't have anybody else to talk. But do you realize David is a chaplain in the prison system? Who thinks going to work in the prison might be a little stressful? Out of all the jobs, it could be a little stressful. And then he's a chaplain, which means people treat him like they treat a pastor. Now, when they have, the way they treat a pastor is this. People only talk to you when something is going really well or something is going really bad. No, very few people call up and say, hey, Chris, how's it going? Just want to check in, just say, what's up? Cool. Tons of calls Hey, me and my wife are going to get divorced if you don't come over here and save this. Okay. Let me get my cape. I forgot my cape. It's in the other backpack. Or, oh, um, you know what? I just, I, I don't feel in love with God anymore. Chris, how do you feel in love with God? How can you make me feel in love with God? Make you feel in love with God? What a sprinkle of my pixie dust. You get all these requests, and it's a really good, it's, I'm not complaining about being a pastor, but you get all these requests, and you're constantly like, can't do anything about that. Can't do anything about this, or that, or this, or whatever your problem is. So it forces you to be like, God, I know you always hear me, but that is crazy. Like, I heard this one lady, um, she came up for prayer, and I was just assisting at this point. I wasn't a pastor yet. But I was just there, like, in the prayer team, just being around. And she, the pastor came up and was like, he's like, what's the matter? She's like, my husband just left me, and all of our bills um, are due, and our house is going to be taken on Monday, and my dog died, and, and I got cancer, and they found the cancer, like, in my brain and in my liver. And, 
and, and, you know, my son's in jail, and then, you know, my daughter, she has HIV, and, like, by the time she went through her lists, I was like, I ain't got no faith for that. I got no faith for that. Somebody else pray for her. But being a pastor, that's what it gets you. So can, but take that. If everybody brings your problems and you constantly have to go to God, it could be stressful. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it. being a minister, and if you lead a small group, it's the same thing. People will open up to you, and they'll say, hey, this is wrong. And you're like, let's pray. And they'd say, oh, you're the most spiritual person in the world. No, I just have nothing else. Let's pray. Because that, that's a big issue. Let's just pray. Because talk to God about it. you. Stop, don't stop talking to me. I can't help you. God. Now, think about those are regular people problems. When I say regular people, I mean that they're not incarcerated, not that people that are incarcerated are not regular. But I got to imagine that the problems that he hears, and he shared with me a, a few, you know, within confidence that he's allowed to share, no names or anything. But big, big time issues. It could be a little stressful. I doubt people call you up and are like, hey, chap, what's up? I just want to say hi today. They come with some big problems, so stand up, my brother. And um, this is David. He's going to share some things, and he won't go through them all. Praise God. He might talk about why he put Netflix down there. But he's going to share some of the things and how he manages the stress in his life. You're stressing me. Get that out of my way. <laughs> Told me I had eight minutes. What happened to that? I want you to feel the stress, brother, so you can... Are you blessed today? Are you in good hands? Is the Lord faithful? Well, Lord, we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your word, your word of encouragement written in your book of life today. Lord, I thank you for each person here. And Lord, help us to dwell in your presence, enjoy your presence, find peace in your presence, and continue to be challenged to grow in strength and in faith. We love you, Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to go through all these, so you'll have something to take home, but I want to share a couple of testimonies and share a couple of things that uh, the Lord was speaking to me about a couple of years ago. So I want to give a testimony, a little bit of a challenge here. How many of us like challenges? How many of you like about 10 at once? No, just one at a time, one at a time. One at a, I found the Lord's patient, amen? So I talked about, oh, I get, another, get to do a little plug where our home group is, uh, is on memorizing scriptures. So if you like some of these verses, you don't want to come to the small group that's meeting this afternoon. There's about 20 copies in the back of some of the verses that we're going to do. We're going to do about 48 verses in 12 weeks, so... Pray that doesn't stress anybody, but, you know, God has grace. Amen? So let's just go through a few of the verses. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast your anxieties on me, says the Lord, because I care for you. The Lord loves us. you got to know, as Chris said, you got to know that the Lord loves you. The challenge is that when you let those things go, is not to pick them back up. Anybody experienced that? Okay, I'll let that go. I released it. I released it. I released it, I released it, I released it, I released it, I released it. So sometimes the enemy just keeps coming back at us with things. Trust in the Lord. Philippians 4, 6, the guy that uh, spoke today out at Kirkland said, 
this verse. Don't be anxious about anything, but everything by prayer, petition, offer your request to God. Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am the Lord. I will be exalted in all the earth. Be still. How many of us have trouble being still sometimes? My hand is up. Both my hands are up, but both my hands are up. Amen. My daughter called me a few months ago, and she said, Dad, how do you deal with this being still? And I go, I'm still working on that. I'm reading this chapter in uh, Graham Cook about being a warrior. And I just keep going over this chapter. I haven't been over it in a while, so I'm doing better. I'm progressing, but I'm not perfect. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Whatever you go through, keep giving God thanks. Why? Because He's God, right? He's still God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Exercise. I'm stretching. I'm swimming. Limit your media. I had a family member that struggle with depression. And they were told, don't read the newspaper too much. Don't watch television too much. Guess what they like to do all the time? Watch television and read the newspaper. Limit your media. You want to hear about the Netflix? You know, I'm coming up with this 24-hour comedy station, and it's going to be called Netflix. So I'm just, I'm just saying, so... Look for it. It won't stress you out. There'll be some Three Stooges on there. There'll be some things for the ladies to laugh at. Some men with flabby stomachs, maybe. I don't know. Uh, help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. Keep being filled with the Spirit. Keep being filled with the Spirit. Keep being filled with the Spirit. How we do that? I was asking the Lord. I said, how do I keep being filled with the Spirit? And he said, read the next verse. Come on. Singing praises, giving thanks to God. Keep praising Him. Keep thanking Him. Keep praising Him. Keep thanking Him. Encourage. How many of us want to be encouraged? How many of us are waiting on somebody else to encourage us? Well, I would say you might want to go encourage somebody else to start with, right? Start, start there. Because if you're waiting on somebody, you might be, might be a long time, right? So start doing that. Praying in the Spirit. Romans 8.26. Pray until you get peace. How long does that take? Until you get peace. I was in a home, uh, somebody's house several years ago, and I felt a spirit of fear. I felt a spirit of fear, anxiety, stress. Stress, anxiety, depression. I don't, you know, I don't know what all the spirit was there or what spirits were there. But I began to pray around the house. I started in the house. I started in the living room. I prayed in the living room. I went around the house. It was one of the houses that you could just walk around the whole house. I began to pray, and I began to pray, and I began to pray. Then I went outside, and I prayed around the outside of the house. And then I went down the block, and I went, and I prayed around the block. I don't know, two, three, four times. But eventually, I got peace. And sometimes, that's what we have to do as warriors. Then we have to pray until we get peace. Now, this came up this week about four or five times. So I believe the Spirit put this on my heart that I need to read. Back in 99, I told the Lord I was sick of my relationship with Him. If He didn't show up, 
I'm tired, I'm thirsty, Lord. I'm tired, I'm thirsty, Lord. I got to have you. I'm tired, I'm thirsty. I got to have you. And I was asking him several questions, and he would just, I would just pop open the Bible. This is, doesn't happen now very often, but I popped open the Bible and said, what about tithing, Lord? So tithing is 10%, right? So I popped open my Bible, Malachi 3, 6 through 10. Let me read this. For I'm the Lord, I do not change, and you, sons of Jacob, you are not consumed. Even from the days of your father, you have gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return to me, and I shall return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, why will we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you, this whole nation, have robbed me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be food in my house and test me. This is the Lord saying, test me. This is maybe the only time or maybe just a couple of other times where the Lord says, test me now by this. The Lord is saying, test him. Do you want to test the Lord? Test the Lord in this. He says, this is his word. This is not my word. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you all and pour out a blessing for all eternity. All eternity, that's a long time, isn't it? How many want a blessing for all eternity? I do. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. So ask the Lord about that. He wants you to be committed to Him. He wants you to realize that everything, every good thing, every good thing comes from Him. Amen? Pray until you get peace. Find an accountability partner. I have a new accountability partner, and he's not on the other side of the fence now. Get plenty of rest. Remember who your God is. If your God is not the God of the impossible, you need another God. Amen? Is your God this small? Is your God great big? You just have to have... A mustard seed faith, but that mustard seed faith must be in a big God. Amen? 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 God is faithful. 1 John 1 says, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just. He is faithful and unjust and will forgive you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. If you like a copy of the verses, they're under my little small group memo. Thank you very much. And, and just, just to let you know why David spoke, one of the reasons is, if you were going to go get a personal trainer, would you look for the guy who looked fit or the guy who looked like me? If I showed up out there and tried to get you to work out, you'd probably be like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Because I'm not living it. I'm not living finding that lifestyle. But David is living finding a lifestyle of peace in the midst of stress and a lifestyle of rest in the midst of chaos. And so I want him to share. This, these are his list. He made it up. Um, we're going to do something different today. Can we do something different?
All right, now, now I've been thinking about this, and if I put anybody on the spot, forgive me, and you have to because that's in the Bible, so you have to forgive me. But I, was, I know that each of you are all under a little bit of stress, a lot of stress. Some of you are under more than others, and, and, and I've had it on my heart for single mothers. Now, the reason I have it on my heart for single mothers is, is because I look at me and my wife raising our kids, and I, I have no idea how, or father, if you're a single mother or father, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, good Lord, like, how in God's name is that happening? Because we're barely surviving. And we, like, have Jesus and have good friends and have good family, and it's tough. So um, if you are a, now you don't have to do this, but I promise you'll probably like it. But if you're a single mother and, and you're, you're, you're comfortable, you, can, you don't have to, I'd encourage you just to stand up right now, right, wherever you're at. If, if, if that's you, you don't have to. But I promise you're going to like this. There we go. There are a couple. It's not going to be bad. Now, what I'm going to ask the church to do is to be the church. I want everybody that you consider yourself part of the church to stand up right now. And you see these ladies. I want you to go around the people. And I want you to do two things. And don't get mad at me because this is not going to me. I want you to pray for them. And I want you to bless them financially. You're not giving to the church. You're not giving to Chris. But you ask the Lord. You saw who stood up first. So church, go be the church. Go pray for these women. And bless them financially. You're not giving to the church. Rhonda, you can come up here and play, so please come up here and do that. But go. You guys can move. It's all right. But I know that they have bills, they have things that stress them out, and I want you just to pray for them, love on them, and then as you feel led, bless them financially. You're not giving to Lakeside, but be generous. Thank you, Father. God, we know that you are good. We know that you are gracious. We know that you are awesome. We just pray for these, these women. We thank you for their struggle, for all that they do, God. And I just, I pray you'd break stress off of their lives. And that you would bring more freedom and more grace than you've ever brought before, my God. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for how good you are, my God, in Jesus' name. Church, that's how we're going to end today's service. So stay with this person, pray with them, bless them. And then feel free to bless them financially if you feel led. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good. Hey, guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>